You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Heard exclusively here on Internet Radio Station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we at the radio show encourage you to consider listening to the program live during our broadcast time. This show is brought to you by Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, and Smart Business Magazine. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, make better decisions. If you want to join in the conversation today with my guest, Jeff Motsky of Trilogy Financial Services, that's very simple. Find the community chat room section of octalkradio.net's website. Once you're there, you can log on with your Twitter handle. This will bring you in direct connection with our nerve center, the producer of our show, none other than Paul Roberts. Today our producer is Paul Roberts. I'm looking at him on the other side of the glass, and uh, he looks great. Well, as great as he can look. But that's either here or there. This is a business show. This isn't a lifestyle show. He can look however he chooses to. This is radio not TV. If you uh, are online and you are now connected, when you bring your thoughts to Paul, he's going to bring them to my attention and possibly I can work them in with my conversation that I plan to have with Jeff. If not, please don't uh, take it any way other than we were so engaged in the conversation that we were having today that I just could not get to your insight and advice, although we do consider it very valuable. And so now let's... uh, turn our attention to Jeff, and welcome him to Critical Mass Radio Show. Jeff, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, and uh, glad to be here. Let's start simply, Jeff, by asking you if you could talk to our audience a little bit about your professional path to Trilogy Financial Services. Yeah, before I started Trilogy, I was um, in the retirement business for about 10 years, and um, I just enjoy the retirement aspect, the financial services aspect of things. And then um, not too far into uh, 1999, I started really thinking about making just retirement business but also getting more into comprehensive planning, and that's that's when I formed Trilogy back in uh, 1999. 99, this is now 2012. Uh, you've certainly seen some interesting times in the financial services industry. I guess if I were going to ask you just kind of from your professional opinion, um, what has what has changed, if you could name one or two things, what has changed, in your view, the role the financial services industry is now playing for your clients and for the community at large? What has changed since 1999 when you started your firm? Well, a, a lot's changed in, in, in many ways, but I think probably an area to highlight the most is the, um, the growth in what I'll call the independent financial advisor space. Um, and I think a lot of that happened in 2008 when we had the significant drop in the market and a lot of the bigger names in our industry that everybody's aware of, the wirehouses and banks, um, really got tarnished um, during that particular time period. And it really opened up a lot of opportunity for firms like us because I think it just, uh, we were positioned in a way to, um, work with those people that were looking for a different advisor. And that was, that was a huge change and it's been a a huge positive for us. We've had, uh, great growth years, um, 
every year, but from 2008, which at that time was our best year, and it's we've had a growth in every year since then. And I think a big part of that has to do with we were just able to not only retain a lot of the clients that we already had, um, but we were also able to work and develop a lot of new clients because we were given a lot of good introductions from our existing clients to new people that were uh, at some of those bigger bigger names that we know of out there. So, so let's talk about Triple G Financial Services for a minute, Jeff. And I'm wondering if you could describe for our audience, from your perspective, your firm. And what I'm really interested in, if you would be so kind, is to talk to us a bit about what makes you different in your space. In other words, why do clients choose your firm and stay with your firm? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and I, I love answering that because I think from a a firm aspect. Uh, when I started Trilogy in 1999, I had I wanted a comprehensive planning approach, but I wanted to tie the financial uh, advisor uh, working in conjunction with uh, the CPA or tax preparer for that particular client, as well as get involved in a state planning attorney, and kind of have all of us as professionals talking to help uh, that particular client or business, and that was relatively unique back in 99 and I don't think anybody has um, built it to the scale that I think we have and it's really been a differentiator with our clients because they love being able to come in talk about their finances know that they're also have we've had conversations as professionals with their tax preparer their CPA and they love that we're all working together to help them reach their financial goals and and that um, I think it's very unique in the industry, uh, and it, it's really uh, been a great, great thing for Trilogy. And, and again, sometimes people don't work with the CPAs that we use within our offices, but as an advisor, we train all of our advisors to reach out to whoever they trust in that field on the tax side and reach out to whoever they trust on the legal and estate planning side so that there's a relationship there so that we all can share share and help that person reach their goals. And, and I, I really believe that's been a, a huge reason for our growth. Jeff, earlier this year I had the um, great opportunity to be at an event that you hosted. It was a, a dinner meeting. We had a, a, a professor, an economics professor from Chapman who spoke, and he was outstanding. But one of the things that, um, that I noticed, and I'd like you to comment on that, uh, the quality of the people that you have within Tr Trilogy Financial Services and then the multiple locations that you now have as well as future growth. So could, could you spend a little bit of time and tell our audience about the type of people that work with you and, and where you're located? Yeah, my, my feeling with um, building a firm is the first step is you have to hire great leaders and great employees because if you do that, um, you end up having the right type of business with high degree of integrity, um, good client relationships because great employees and great advisors tend to have great relationships with their clients. So it all kind of works together. So that, that's at the very beginning of how we hire and how we work with our clients. And uh, we started the firm uh, in, in Irvine and Orange County back in 99. We quickly moved into uh, the Los Angeles area and kind of kind of worked all throughout Southern California. We um, have a bunch of offices in Southern California, but then we moved out into the Denver market, which has been a great place for us uh, as a firm and then we moved up in northern california and arizona and now we're actually on the east coast too so we have 11 offices total in, in four states and we'd love to be in some other new markets too but for me to move into a new market uh, we have to make sure we have the right high quality leadership team that we've trained and developed to put into that particular market 
That really is the key. I've worked with other fast growth companies, and um, the, the, the reality is it's the tone at the top, especially in remote offices where you as the founder and, and, and leader of the company can't be on a regular basis. It's really having the right leader at that new location that so much can determine how much of your culture uh, shows up and how much of your value proposition that you engineered into your firm you know, maintains itself in those distant and remote locations. I couldn't agree more. I mean, culture is key within our firm, and we really talk a lot about that. Uh, we spend a lot of time um, working together within different offices, different locations. Um, it's really a big team effort within our firm, and uh, I don't want it any other way. And I think if you start to hire and get the wrong team, they may be good at what they do, but they don't understand our culture. And then they go into a new market, you start to have those disconnects. And I, I just don't want to have the disconnects. I, I, our management team is extremely solid. Uh, they're very knowledgeable. They're very good at not just working with the office, but they're also uh, trained advisors and work with their clients, too. And it's been uh, that type of formula that's really led us to the success we've had. That's great. Jeff, we're going to take our first um, commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to ask if you could share with our audience, of all the lessons that you've learned through your professional experience, what is it that's the key to helping you lead and grow Trilogy Financial Services? Here on Critical Mass Radio Show, we say, what is your guiding principle? So, Jeff, if you could think about that and be ready to talk about that when we come back on the other side of the commercial. And ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. Go nowhere because we're going to get into that as well as some other questions with Jeff Motzke. But first, let's spend just a little bit of time with one of our sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com. Or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's succession-strategies.com. Thank you, Paul Roberts, our producer. And I want to acknowledge you publicly for your fine job you're doing in the studio today. No problems. Jeff, I apologize for that. But as we say in radio, live radio, we'll fix it in post. And in the podcast, people, you won't even know that happened. So anyway... Jeff, let's uh, spend a minute talking about your guiding principle. Yeah, I mean, to me, at the very top of the list is integrity. Um, you have to have that in our business. Um, we are in a people business that's really driven by trust, uh, and you also have to have uh, value. And in our case, we have the, um, the financial expertise to help Americans achieve financial independence, which that's really our mission statement is that Financial independence varies from client to client and from business to business, but it's, it's to us, we define it as the day the work becomes an option. You don't have to go to work anymore. Rather, you choose to go to work, and it's a very different feeling when that happens. And we take that as our mission statement, which all of our advisors know. We talk about it with all of our clients. So we really spend a lot of time thinking about 
beyond the integrity, which is paramount to success in this business, but more importantly to digging down into what is their particular goals, what is their game plan, and we, we guide ourselves, I guess we guide our, our advisors into making sure those people achieve financial success. Because a happy client that has had that type of financial success um, in our type of business, in a people business, they're very likely to refer us to other people that could use our services too. I love it when guests are able to explain their guiding principle and it's simple to understand and I actually believe there's a direct correlation between the simplicity of the message and the ability to adopt it and adapt to it in an organization. You talk about culture. Uh, that is my sense, especially as you're in a growing organization. And being able to define, as you defined, the goal that you play with your clients, and it is everybody's definition of financial independence is different. But to be able to crystallize that with people, I mean, that works with every client you have, which, which kind of leads me to ask you, tell us about a typical client, you know, don't name names necessarily, but tell us the profile of the type of people that want to do business with Trilogy Financial Services, Jeff. That's a great question, and I think it really, we focus on helping any American achieve financial independence. Um, I think our more seasoned and, and longer-term advisors are probably working more in the affluent and mass affluent type markets, but we also have um, a trilogy of very good um, program to get new advisors in this business and get them to understand how to work and help people, and they're geared more towards oh, uh, middle America or people that are just starting to build a, a plan and so forth. So we really can cover all different sides of the equation. Um, I would say our advisors um, do not have minimums um, that they have to have, and a lot of firms have that, and we preach that we don't want our advisors to have a minimum to work with a client. What we want is a client that... Um, is serious about saving for their financial goals, and they want advice and they want help. And if they meet those criteria, um, that's a big part of the formula. I use one for my own client base, which is I have to like them and they have to like me. <laughs> and if, if that uh, criteria is met, I, w I will work with them because I, I think that we develop what I call a professional friendship with a lot of our clients, and, and I really want that with all of my clients. So uh, to me, it's not a matter of, the size of the client or how many assets they work with, it's much more of is it, is it going to be a good, uh, solid relationship. Not doing business with people that you don't genuinely enjoy is easy to say, but not always hard to do, especially in the earlier days when, I'm sure, Jeff, you were, that, that idea was tested back in the early start when 1999 with Trilogy Financial. But the kind of work that you're doing for people, it's so important that you, um, I think, can empathize with them to really be able to give them the best financial future and plan possible. I think empathy for, for, the, for people in your profession, it's really critical because people are coming from very different spaces. And many times people have a, a funny relationship with money. They don't always have the healthiest relationship with it, and I'm sure you see that in your, in your consulting with your clients as well. We do. And a matter of fact, um, I've spent some time in an area that I think is um, an opportunity for us, which is what I'll call financial compatibility of couples. And essentially, it's a, a survey that we've created that um, the couples can take, and they can kind of match up questions. And it goes into all different types of the financial world and uh, and where they're going to be. And you'd be amazed how many people have not discussed a lot of the things that come with financial compatibility and financial success in a relationship, even if they've been together for a while. Sometimes they really haven't gone into the detail that we like to do with them, because we know that if we've got clients that are on the same page 
and they have uh, common goals, and they're, they understand those goals. They're much more likely to achieve those goals rather than if they haven't really taken the time to figure out uh, you know, what their financial goals are, but more importantly, what, what their spouse may be thinking, too. You know, you compete in an industry, and you said earlier, you know, with many large financial institutions' names. There's been a lot of churn and change in your industry over the past 13-plus years. But I'm wondering if you could share with our audience how you're growing in a world that, in my opinion, is really dominated uh, by what I'll call behemoths. Can you share that with us, Jeff? Yeah, and, and I, I think, number one, uh, and I actually think the media is helping us in this area because now more and more people are being exposed to trying to find an independent uh, financial advisor, one that doesn't have their own uh, products and lineup and so forth to work with with their clients. And, and that, that's been helpful. Um, but I, I also think, too, that the way we um, approach working with clients, uh, a lot of our advisors, most of their uh, new client opportunities come from personal introductions and, and referrals of their existing clients. And I think when people see the approach that we take where we encompass everything, it's comprehensive. Um, if a client needs help on a, a tax question, our advisor can, can get those answers for them. If they need help in a, a legal or a state, they can get help for them, too. And I think that um, those big behemoths, they're much more focused on assets under management, um, and they're much more focused just on the just purely the financial uh, goals and performance. And they're not really as goal-driven and, and planning-driven that we are. And we, we spend time talking to our clients about that, and we spend time really um, after we work with them for a while about how, to, how for them to help, help introduce us to other potential clients that might benefit from our services. And that, that's been a big formula for us is those referrals and personal introductions from existing clients um, is the best way to start to develop a new relationship quickly with somebody and, and gain trust quickly on with the relationship, too, when you start working with them. Especially in this area, and I would think especially during the past well, it might have been better more. Re it might have been better after the Great Recession started because the market did come back pretty well. But uh, you know, during these difficult times is really when you get an opportunity to demonstrate your value. Uh, one of the things that I hear from professionals in the financial services industry is the importance of communication, especially during times of uncertainty or maybe a downturn in the market. Uh, I would have to believe communicating with your clients especially as you're growing, your firm continues to be a key aspect for Trilogy Financial Services, Jeff, as well. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting you say that, Rick, is that um, we spend more time talking to clients when the market is down. I always tell people clients can read their statements and plans when the market's up and, and they see their accounts growing. You need to be focusing on the time when the market's flat or down and reassuring them that our goals are still in place, we're not retiring tomorrow, we're retiring in 2022, and that we're still on track for that, and keep reassuring them. Where getting back to the behemoths, they're not focused a lot of times on communicating to them when the market goes down. They're more focused on actively going out and trying to accumulate more assets in a lot of cases. And I think the best advisors um, do work, need to work very hard on retaining those relationships with their existing clients because they're going to open doors and they're going to open avenues and possibilities to, to new clients and, and opportunities for them, too, if they continue to communicate and work with them when the market's up or the market's down. They need to keep communicating with them, and, and we've trained that from the very beginning when we work with advisors at Trilogy to come on board here. 
I'm going to shift our conversation a little bit, Jeff, and point you in a direction that you know entrepreneurs and business owners can certainly connect with, and that is, could you talk to our audience a little bit about a current challenge that's facing Trilogy Financial Services? And if, if you could explain the challenge, talk about the ideas you're considering or maybe that you've begun to implement in an attempt to mitigate this challenge from you know really affecting in any significant way your future growth. Yeah, I, I think uh, that for, for our industry... Uh, and for Trilogy, um, we are looking to hire very good people into this business. And they, in order to do well in this business, you have to have, in order to be hired in this business, you have to have good credit and a good background check and all that. And right now in this economy with the way things are, when you're trying to find good quality advisors, we're having challenges because we can't hire maybe people that we want to hire or that we would like to pursue further, uh, but we can't because of their current background of their current credit and so forth. So we're having to be a little more unique in going out and trying to um, meet uh, and find advisors because we're, we're, in, we're in growth mode. I, I firmly believe that the independent advisor channel is in a growth mode, um, but there are not a lot of firms out there that are trying to grow their firms right now. Um, I, call it, I call it the graying of the industry. Uh, the independent advisor industry is... Um, older, and they're not looking to grow and build their practices. They're looking to succession plan and move out, where I'm feeling the exact opposite. I want to grow it because I think it's a market that can be really gone after. But in order to do that, you got to go out and find good people. And that's been one of our challenges is going out to try and find good people, uh, that it's a good fit, and that they have oh, the background and the experience that we can hire them. You know, that's interesting. You're not the first guest, as you can well imagine, Jeff, who has been on one of the three radio shows that I host that said during these times when unemployment is high and people might think it's easy to find talent, that it's really a challenge for them. It's almost a universal, I think. I'm not sure I've had anybody on the show, and we've had over 600 guests over the years on the radio program, that it, that it would admit that it was easier during this, you know, the past four-plus years to find talent. I, I find that curious because... You would think that the opposite would be true, but it's also correlated to how particular you are with the hiring model, which I think, ladies and gentlemen, we're always looking for teachable moments here on Critical Mass Radio Show, and Jeff Motsky gave us one, which is the more in touch with your culture you are, the more committed to a certain culture and standards that you have, the harder it is to hire people because that's where that's your first opportunity to break your culture by letting in people who really long-term don't have the fit. They may have the... The credentials and the pedigree, but if they don't have the culture fit, that's really not a good hire. And I'm sure, Jeff, you've seen people who could fit the job from a skill set but didn't fit from a culture, and you had to pass on them. We have. And, and to me, um, we, we don't want to lose that culture. It's something we have a lot of pride in. I truly believe it helps you keep the right um, advisors with you because they they really look at their office and their colleagues is a big team and our industry doesn't do a good job sometimes in that way they're more everybody's more in a silo so to speak uh, in the industry versus being part of a bigger team so uh, we really look at culture and hiring we really look to make sure it's a good fit and I'm, i'm glad to hear that other people that you've interviewed have had the same challenges because i kept thinking the same thing well if you've got higher unemployment there's more people out there looking for opportunities you'd think that would lend more opportunity, but we, we've actually seen it to be the exact opposite. 
Okay, a couple more questions for you here, if you can sure. stay with us, Jeff. And I'd, I'd like to ask you about a, a time when you learned a really valuable lesson, probably a lesson that you carry forward with you today, but it might have come from an experience that at the time felt difficult, challenging, or maybe even painful. Do you have one of those experiences that you can share with our audience today? Well, I, I would say um, when I first started working in this business, um, you are working and developing your client base, and you begin to realize um, that that is a very difficult part of starting to, to build and, and work in this industry. I think it's a lot harder when you don't have the support and the culture and the team like Trilogy has. But when I was starting, um, I had a day where I had worked and picked up a couple of new great clients and so forth, and then I had back-to-back -back phone calls where um, – those clients called and said, you know, I changed my mind. I want to continue to work with my existing advisor. And I said, okay, that's not too bad. Then I got another one right after that um, as well. And I really started to question myself as an advisor, did I have the perseverance to deal with that, those difficult types of uh, times? And I think I'm not the only advisor that that's happened to. Um, this, this is an industry, again, where you're out uh, working and looking to build a practice, much like a, a doctor builds a practice. You're looking to build a, a client base. And when you lose clients that you know you can help and you know you've done a good job for, um, but then for whatever reason they, they decide to stay with their advisor or they, they change their mind, and it happens to you back-to-back. -back. And at the time, why it was so difficult for me was they were two of the biggest the biggest prospects that I'd ever had uh, in, in the business, and I lost both of them literally within an hour uh, of each other, and I, I remember specifically questioning myself and saying, is this, is this, do I have the perseverance to get beyond this? It was obviously, yes, you do, right? You're still in the industry. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and, and we talk about that in our culture and training, too, and, uh, and a lot's changed since when I was working with clients early on and building a client base. But uh, I do think that um, good advisors um, have a, a high degree of integrity at the top, but they're also very professional and they're very persistent as far as following up and working with prospects because that's what it takes, I think, to, to get people started in this business. And um, I think some people tend to question that within themselves. And, and I would encourage anybody out there that's trying to get into this business that that professionalism, integrity, and persistence pays off. Great point, because um, you talked about the graying of your industry, and you see as an opportunity. That's another teachable moment, ladies and gentlemen, finding finding that as an entrepreneur, we're, how, how what's happening in your industry or socioeconomic or macroeconomic trends can benefit your business. That's always a good thing uh, if, you're, if you're thinking that way. But what type of a person, what type of a background would you suggest? Because, you know, a number of people who listen to the show are in-transition executives or executives who and business people, you know, earlier in their career who maybe aren't fulfilled by the type of work that they're currently doing. But, but Jeff, from your experience hiring people and working with top performers, what type of a person really is the right kind of fit for your industry? Yeah, it's a great question. And I, I think, you know, what I mentioned earlier, integrity, professionalism, persistency. But a lot of people get caught up in thinking this is an extremely analytical type of role. And there's, there's a component to that, but I think that's fairly easy to teach and train, and you can also work with other colleagues in the office. Solid people skills, solid communication skills are 
very important. I, I think that um, as an advisor, um, being able to communicate, being able to listen to somebody else on the other end, um, and that can come from a wide variety of industries. It can be executives. Some of our best advisors um, that we've recently hired, a couple of them that were actually um, uh, in the police. They were police officers before they started working at Trilogy. One of our top advisors, she was a flight attendant um, before she started working at, at Trilogy uh, back. Um, we have people that have engineering backgrounds. So I think it's a pretty diverse type of different areas that can work, but but more importantly, it's just looking at the person. And we we send them through a pretty extensive interview process. We have them take a, a couple of different uh, examinations that help us figure out um, if, it's a, if it can be a good fit. It also gives us a lot more um, good interview questions to ask them to make sure that they understand what they're um, – I, I was an athlete in college. I, I think that athletes as well do well in this business too. Uh, I think the things that you learn as far as training and discipline and focus and all those things play into this business too. Question for you today here on Critical Mass, Jeff, is explain to our audience, we're going to have you back on at some point in the future, and you're going to tell us what's changed you know, from today, but talk to us about how you see your, growing your firm. What's, what's on the horizon? What has to happen? And what's that going to mean to Trilogy Financial Services as you successfully implement this growth plan? Well, to, to have the large growth that we want, we, we need to continue to hire and develop good leaders, and we need and those leaders uh, take time to go through and understand our culture and processes. So, and we've got some great ones that are um, not running the offices, but they're kind of the the second uh, individual in charge that's there. So, we've got some great ones on the way, and I expect to go out and put offices in other regional markets uh, soon. Um, the the other side of it is, I think, continually trying to get the message out that um, Americans need help um, planning for their financial future. Um, the idea of a company taking care of them or uh, the government taking care of them for these important things like retirement and planning and all these things, we, we, we want to continue to get that message out to people that they need to be planning on their own. They need to be planning for their own financial independence. So uh, we're putting that message out there uh, to people that we meet and talk with. I'm spending more time, I think, out talking to places in the, in the radio and media and TV and so forth to try and get that message out, too, because the more people that we can help uh, plan, it leads us to more opportunities. I have a real, really strong passion for this business, and I think it comes from what I've seen happen over time. Uh, I've now been in this business for 24 years, so I've seen people that had nothing safe for retirement sit down with myself and then over the course of that period uh, be able to tell them, hey, you can retire. Um, you know, you now have enough money saved up in your plans and things that we've done that you can retire. And literally there, there are tears uh, on my desk when they're saying that, you know, they, they've reached that goal. And I've seen uh, kids now that, you know, families that start having a family and now their daughter is 18 years old and just got accepted to a major university and we've put the college fund and college money aside so they can do that. So I've seen all that passion and, and, and myself work. And I think sometimes for... Uh, new advisors, they don't understand the, the significance that they play in somebody's life um, until they see it actually happen. So continually getting that message out there will help. Um, I want to get into new markets, but we want to get in there the right way, too. Passion for your profession and your 
and your firm comes through loud and clear. It certainly is today here on the radio show, and I appreciate you bringing that energy to the interview. Final question for you today, Jeff Motzke, Trilogy Financial Services here on Critical Mass Radio Show. How does someone learn more about your firm? How do they find you online? Well, our website is www.trilogyffsinfrankssinsam.com. You can go on there. It gives you all kinds of information from a client perspective. If somebody was looking to be uh, interviewed in the career, there's a career section. They can fill that out. We have a lot of great videos on there, I think, too, that gives people an idea or a flavor for our culture and how we work as a team, uh, and that's all they've got to do. I've enjoyed the time. I enjoy the fact that you're uh, able to spend a little bit of extra time with us here today, Jeff. It was an interesting interview. You're a great guest. Continued success. Thanks for being a friend of the program, and welcome to the Critical Mass Business Community. Oh, great. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Have a good day. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Jeff Motzke with Trilogy Financial Services, and and, uh, he was our first guest of two guests here today. We're going to be right back with our second guest, but first we're going to spend just a few minutes with our sponsors. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well... What happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com Succession-Strategies.com Succession planning for your family's continued success. And now back to Rick Franzi and his next guest. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. And this show is one of three shows that we do each week here on Internet Radio Station, octalkradio.net. On Wednesdays, we air our show featuring Orange County nonprofit organizations and their leaders. On Thursday at 3 p.m., our nationally syndicated show, Coast to Coast, features small and mid-market business leaders from across the country. All shows can be heard live here at octalkradio.net, or they can be rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcasting services. All the shows as well can be found from our website, which is 
critical mass for for business.com okay ladies and gentlemen you're in you're in for a very special pleasure we don't usually do this here on critical mass radio show what is this you ask this is bringing in a guest that we haven't previously vetted by putting them through our rigorous interview process to make sure that we deliver the highest value but i am told by very reliable sources that my next guest not only has an interesting message but an interesting business and you know what I'm always up for meeting new people. And so let me welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show, Taya Hargrove. Hargrove. Am I pronouncing your name right? I'm sorry if I am not. No, that's okay. My name is one of those names that most people don't say correctly. So my first name is Thea. Uh, and then you got the last name correct, Hargrove. Thea Hargrove. You, you have an exciting event planned for this weekend here in Orange County. So I, I, I'm going to start by asking you to talk about California wedding day well um we are a um we are the media resource for all things weddings in california and we have a, a strong focus on uh, orange county and los angeles because of the fact that there's so many weddings there every year and um so we report on the trends and we are really the go-to as to like what's the best uh, ideas, tips, resources, the places to get married, services to um, reach out to to fulfill all your dreams and all that good stuff. So we um, we are 100% thoroughly immersed in anything wedding related. So. And how, how did you get involved in this, Thea? Oh, well, that's an interesting story. Um, so about... 10 or 12 years ago, something like that, I started a, a job position in the publishing industry as I exited college to pay off student loans. So um, I landed in a publishing firm, and I, I really didn't have that as an intention. But in long of it, after a very short period of time, I fell in love with um, the publishing world because it meant very much a lot to my, my degree, which was music composition, which sounds totally off, but in actuality, when you're composing a magazine, you're, it's very similar to composing a, a sonata or, you know, a piece of music. It starts off with an introduction, you develop that theme, and you keep evolving it, and then you debut it, in which case then you've got your audience to critique it and experience it, and then you begin again. So I fell in love with publishing, and then um, because I got really good at it, and the, the team that I was working with um, said, hey, why not weddings? And... Um, at that time, I really knew nothing about weddings. I, I dreamed about being married, but I didn't really dream about the process of getting married. So um, I didn't know what a procession was. I didn't know if that came before or after a ceremony or if it was a reception or what. So in sort of it, um, you know, I kind of, it found me. And I've been a part of it from the start and absolutely love it. So let's talk about the weekend event that I know that you're working on and, you, and you're bringing it and the excitement to Orange County. I believe you're holding it at the Chuck, Gen Chuck Jones Center for Creativity. So could I ask you to expand a little bit on what's going on this weekend here in Orange County? Yeah. Um, so what we've created is a new um, event model for, for brides and grooms in planning their, their wedding. Um, 
So a lot's changed in the wedding industry. I don't know if you know this, but in short is is that weddings have become so incredibly personal where, you know, all these abilities to do things that are very unique and expressive about you and your individuality and what interests you and your groom and such like that. So weddings are now really very unique. So every wedding you go to is completely different than the next, which is kind of different than it was, like, let's say, 10, 15 years ago. 10, 15 years ago, it followed a very structured model, and a wedding was very simple. Um, but that's not the case anymore. So we really wanted to create an event that allowed for our brides and grooms to um, not only do what they need to do, which is shop and get their things done, but also experience that which it is that they're um, going to be doing for the wedding. So essentially we create an event that's very experiential and a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, why don't you ask me some questions about what you want to know, and I will give you some juicy details. Okay, so uh, a, a prospective bride or groom or future bride and groom, I don't know if perspective is the right word. I'm a little bit out of my element. Um but nonetheless, they show up. What will they experience? What can they expect? What is involved in what you're hosting this weekend? All right. So on um, Sunday is the big party. Um, we have a kickoff cocktail party on Friday night. So when one um, joins us on Sunday, we'll give them details of our of our swanky cocktail party on Friday. So they'll get uh, access passes to this party on Friday night. Um, and so the party on Friday night is for the brides and grooms to really be able to just go out and have a really cool time and celebrate their upcoming wedding. Um, and then on Sunday, uh, we start off with a, a VIP bridal tea party, and um, that's from 11 to 1.30. And so that's a, more of an exclusive pass to get behind the scenes before the, the event actually starts, which is at 1.30. But at the VIP party, what we're doing, which is really going to be a lot of fun, is um, our guests will actually enjoy a true tea party um, with enjoying food from 24 Carats events. Um, they'll have a, a wedding panel. We'll be talking with them and sharing expert advice on all the things that you do and don't want to do for your wedding. Um, they'll have some pampering. There's some makeup stations so they can have a little bit of pampering. And then, But really what's best of all is they get to work one-on-one with celebrity bridal fashion designer Amy Michelson um, as she reveals designer tips to um, look your best in your wedding. And so Amy Michelson, she's done, you know, glamorous uh, celebrities like Halle Berry and Michelle Pfeiffer. So she's like a, a major gem to the event. So a lot of great experience for the VIP tea party. But then at one thirty, the doors open up, and um, we have three different beautiful design vignettes created from floral to rental, so all the latest product and decor concepts on display. And in each of those areas, we have different food menus that complement that environment, signature cocktails that go with that food that complements that environment. So they get to not only see all the latest stuff, they get to taste it, they get to drink it. There's dancing, there's giveaways, there's, you know, major prizes and all this sort of stuff. So that's overall really what the whole weekend entails. Yeah, I understand there's some pretty incredible prizes that are going to be available to the people that attend this. Are you comfortable talking about what those prizes are? Oh, totally. <laughs> those prizes are incredible. Um, for one, the biggest prize is a um, $7,000 
uh, posh gown by Amy Michelson. It's her most popular um, dress in her collection, and it's one of her higher-priced ones as well. So one bride will actually get to win um, the posh dress. And we have a, a gift certificate for $1,500 to Mona Me, which Mona Me Bridal Salon is one of the largest bridal boutiques in the nation. They're the third largest, so they're the largest in the um, California. So $1,500 to Mona Me is like a dream come true because they have pretty much every dress that you can imagine. Um, and then uh, there's a, a new dress being donated from Ginny Yu Collection from her social um, line, which just debuted this October in New York. Um, $1,000 towards rehearsal dinner from 24 Carats. We have um, photography boudoir session, uh, engagement session, couture photo booth, and a whole lot more. There's probably a good another 10 other gifts that are incredible, um, unique gifts to be receiving. So have you put on an event like this before? Is this the first time you've brought it to Orange County? I'm sorry, I, I don't know this. I would know this if, if we had planned you to be on the show, but I'm so enjoying this conversation. You're bringing such a great energy to it. But um, have you done these programs before, or is this the first time here in Orange County? Give us a sense for the kind of the history for this. Yeah. Well, actually, the reason why you haven't heard of it is because this is the first time we're bringing it to Orange County. It's going to be an annual event, so we're excited that this is the first inaugural event of the year. Um, we'll do it once a year, so it's very intimate and very boutique and exclusive and, and you know, um, opposed to, like, having it every two months and just be a mad madhouse. But um, a lot of time and energy, as you can tell, goes into developing this event, so that's why it takes us, like, a whole year to create it. So, anyway, um, this will be the first year in Orange County, but we've done this event all over from, you know, in L.A. to Santa Barbara, um, up in San Francisco as well, and um, and then, you know, in other parts of the country, too. We've done it in Seattle and Portland and in Arizona. Um, but, uh, yeah, this will be an annual event for Orange County once a year. My producer's letting me know that I'm running a little bit long. Can you stay with me for a few more minutes? But I've got to take a commercial break, but then we'll come back. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. All right, All right ladies and gentlemen, hold on. We'll be right back. But first, let's hear these commercial messages. My company made the switch to Commerce National Bank about six months ago. Our relationship officer was there every step of the way to make the transition as seamless as possible. We had an early hiccup with a deposit scanner, but they dropped everything and drove right to our offices to help. We couldn't feel better about our decision to switch. Instead of calling an 800 number and navigating through automated menus... Now I call my Commerce National Bank Relationship Officer directly for any questions we have. Just knowing that they're so easily accessible and willing to help really puts me at ease. They offer the same technology as the big banks, but deliver it with superior service and training. They're also rated a full five stars by Bauer Financial. So if your organization is a small or medium-sized business in Orange County, you should make the switch too. Call Mary Miller, Senior Vice President, at 949-870-3863. Or visit them online at www.commercenatbank.com. That's commercenatbank.com. Give Commerce National a chance to do better than your bank, and they'll handle the rest. 
If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitment in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. And as you've already heard, the look of love, Orange County, set to take place this Sunday, November 18th, at the Chuck Jones Center for Creativity. You can win a $7,000 bridal gown from celebrity bridal designer Amy Michelson, a $1,500 gift certificate to the famous Monami Bridal Salon, and much, much more. Come early for the VIP experience. All tickets include admission to a swanky cocktail party for the bride and groom on Friday night. Limited tickets are left, so get yours today at CaliforniaWeddingDay.com. That's CaliforniaWeddingDay.com. And now back to Rick and his guest. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. In case you haven't heard, our newest property in our media division of Critical Mass for Business is our TV show. And if you've not seen an episode of Critical Mass TV Show, please go to our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com, where you can find a link to all of our shows. Each show is an interview with some of Orange County's most interesting CEOs. Speaking of interesting, you know, maybe I'm off base on this, but one of the things that that I've observed and read and heard about, I guess, Thea, is that, um, you know, you get this image of a bride and a groom, and they're, you know, a young 20-something or whatever that are off embarking on their life, but many, it's my understanding that in addition to that group, there's also uh, people waiting a little bit longer, getting married later in life, and so has that, first of all, is my sense correct, and secondly, is, um, is that happening in your industry, Thea? Absolutely, um, which is a really good thing. It's it's really great that um, that couples have taken longer to get married today. It, it, essentially, it's what's occurring there is that um, both the men and women are spending their time in getting their education, getting done with their college, and putting their focus on you know themselves and their career. And in which case, once they've got all that you know position complete, then um, they begin the planning of a wedding. And so m- more couples today are, are, you know, in their early 30s and even in their late 40s. Um, it's not, you know, we're seeing that the old um, stereotype of 21 and 23, which was what it was like 15 years ago, is on a national average it's more like uh, 28 and 30. Um, but, you know, it's not uncommon at all to see, you know, mid-30s to uh, 40s. And what's great about that is marriage really is an institution. It's a, it's a, it's um, it's more than just you know, passionately loving the person that you love and getting married to them. You have to be thinking about, you know, your future finances, your home, and all of those things that you're working to for your future, for your children, and for your retirement. So a wedding, 
you know, it's it's a big it's a big event. Um, most of us don't quite get how big that is until we actually start planning it, and we realize, oh my gosh, this is so much bigger than we ever imagined. Because you know, a lot of details go into an event production when you've got 100, 150, 200 people attending in a space. There's a not only from you know treating them in a nice way so that they have comforts and enjoyment, but also from the perspective of making sure that they're safe and things are taken care of and all that sort of stuff. So, so yes, you're absolutely correct. Brides and grooms are getting married much later, and it's a good thing. I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm a father of a daughter who eventually someday I'm sure will get married. So my question for you is if you had to put a, a peg in the, in the board about what an average Southern California wedding for 100 to 150 people cost these days. Do you have a sense for that, Thea? Yeah, get ready. Are you ready? <laughs> no, so, I'm not ready, Thea, but tell me anyway. Well, so there's all kinds of statistics out there, and there's a report that says what the national median rate is, but they're, you know that's factoring in a whole bunch of states that don't have quite the high cost of living and service and all that sort of stuff like California. So California is a whole different figure. Um, I'd say that there, really it's hard to do a wedding for less than um, $50,000, but on average for 150 guests for a wedding, you can kind of anticipate that when all things said and done, that each guest is at least $100. So that's uh, $150,000. But um, it, it ranges anywhere um, from sixty. Thousand up to two hundred thousand. It kind of depends on the you know extravagantness of what you want to create. Are you there still, or did you fall out of your tree? I think we all fell out of our tree, Thea. <laughs> I've got a daughter too that's a twenty-one. Rick and I both have daughters the same age here. <laughs> well, there's definitely ways of going about saving costs and things like that, and you know you learn that when you start getting involved. But you know. Yeah, it's a very special moment in time. The best way to really save costs is limit your guests. Really, really get focused on how many guests you want to bring. And, you know, otherwise you're, you know, doing picnic tables and um, potlucks. <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is. It's a, it comes with the territory of uh, having children. It's a part of saving for their college and saving for everything else. I'm glad we had a financial advisor on the show in the first segment for those other dads and mothers that are out there who have children. Uh, I think you want to probably put both of these people in your Rolodex because it sounds like you're going to need both of them. Is there any way that my audience might be able to have access to your event, or are you doing anything special, any promotions that you want to share with our audience? I think we got a pair of tickets to give away here, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I was going to say we can give away a lovely pair of tickets to some of your guests. Let's do it. Tell us, tell us what the tickets are, and, and uh, let's, Rick can tell us how, how, to, how people can call in to get them here. Okay, well, we will um, gift, um, uh, for right now we can gift four tickets for one guest um, so that they can have, you know, their bridesmaid and maid of honor and maybe their mother and mother-in-law, whoever they'd like to go, um, because typically brides come with, you know, guests. So um, so four tickets for uh, one one party, and we can maybe do two sets of those. And... Um, uh, yeah, so and that would include them being able to attend on Sunday. Um, we give those tickets to be the VIP, so you have the whole day. 
um, with us from 11 to 4. And um, once we get their information, we'll give them uh, the access pass to the cocktail party on Friday night. So why don't you give out your email address for Critical Mass, Rick, and uh, we'll also give it out for the station here. And people can email us in here, um, and we'll put them on the list. Perfect. Okay, great. I can be reached at my email, which is rfranzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I, at my business, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And if you want to uh, s- send in a request uh, to the uh, radio station as well, we'll give one ticket, one pair, one, I want to say a pair of tickets, these are four tickets. So yeah. two sets of four tickets. <laughs> so one set to Rick's audience and one set to ours. You can uh, simply email us here at the station, uh, send it to my attention, paul at octalkradio.net, paul at octalkradio.net, and you can get four tickets to a bridal fair. What do these tickets normally run? Um, for the all-day pass with the VIP, it's $40 per ticket. Wow. So $200 package here for free just for tuning in today. That's a pretty good deal for our listeners. That's awesome. Well, We're glad to have them. The, the I want to thank you for uh, agreeing to be on our show at the last minute. I appreciate your flexibility. I really am excited for what you're doing here with your annual event. Look forward to it this year and many years in the future. Continued success. Thanks for being a friend of the program, and welcome to the Critical Mass Business Community. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Have a good day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap it up for our today, for our show today, our episode. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've had two very interesting guests with a lot of energy and interesting businesses and I think complimentary, now that I understand more about both ends of it. Um, you know, this show today was sponsored by uh, Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, and Smart Business Magazine. As you heard, our producer today is Paul Roberts. Our marketing communications manager is Kelly Faltus. And our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. And until I have a chance to talk with you again, here's hoping that all of your decisions will move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass, the radio show, right here on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.